Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Hello, Chicago. Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports, the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show. This week, the H2S2 show kicks off our high school football preview series. And joining us is another coach from the Chicago Public League. He's a first-time guest of the show. We welcome the head football coach, at Whitney Young High School, Dan Finger, along with a few of his shining stars representing Dolphin football. Coach, thank you guys for joining us and kicking off our 2020 CPS football, high school football preview, man. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Really excited to be here. Um, looking forward to it. Now, Coach, it's a ritual of ours that we always ask, each and every guest to share one of your most memorable moments in high school sports, either as a player or as a coach. And I'm sure the players are waiting to hear this if they hadn't heard it already. They're waiting to hear some of these stories you got, Coach. Tired of them already, actually. But um, uh, the first memory that comes to mind for me um, is probably um, 2011 city playoff game. Uh, when I was playing at Whitney Young, we beat Morgan Park. Um, we were playing at Stag Field. It was um, about as muddy as it possibly could have been. They ran back the opening kickoff for a touchdown, um, but then we blocked the extra point and, and actually held them to something like 35 total yards of offense for the rest of the game. And um, we scored late in the fourth quarter uh, to win the game seven to six. And, you know, Mo Morgan Park was always sort of the pinnacle of public league football. And that, that was a big upset for us. And, and it actually um, reminds me a little bit of another great uh, memory um, from this past season, our homecoming game uh, in 2019 when I was coaching uh, against Von Steuben at a really muddy Rockney stadium. Um, and we won 15 to 14 on a, a late two point conversion uh, for the victory. So um, I, I'd say those two stand out as very memorable. Those are some great memories there, Coach. Now, Coach, for our listeners, how long have you been the head football coach there at Whitney Young? Uh, well, I attended Whitney Young as a, uh, as a, as a player. I played football there. Um, and then I was actually an assistant under two different coaches first. In, in 2015, I served under Coach Tim Franken, um, who, whom I played for. Uh, I was the DB coach and receivers coach uh, for that 9-1 team in 2015. And then in 2018, I served under Coach Millette as a varsity special teams coordinator and a head sophomore coach um, when we went 8-0. And then, long story short, 2019 was my first year as head coach. Uh, so 2020 will be my second season as head coach here at Whitney Young. All right. And we have, then let's now meet some of the shining stars joining us representing for Dolphins football and the class of 2021. Fellas, introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us what positions you play on the Dolphin squad. Let's start with you, Jari. I'm Jahari Walker. 
I play wide receiver and cornerback, and I return kicks. All right, who else we got? Uh, my name is David Wortham. I play defensive end, and I play I play O line, so I can play either guard, tackle, whatever, wherever the coach needs me to be. And we have. My name is Ruchi Rackhaw. I play wide receiver and linebacker, middle linebacker. What's it like, your experience attending Whitney Young and playing Dolphin football? What's it like? I think that it's a great experience. There's really nothing else like it you can get in the city. Playing at a school that's known for academics across the Illinois area. It's just really special, really unique to come to a school where everyone's so focused and devoted to certain goals. And then you come to the football team, and you have people who are devoted to those same goals, but also better athletically. And David, what's well, it like attending Whitney Young and playing Dolphin football? Attending Whitney Young for me is a dream come true because when you go to Whitney Young, no one really knows each other. So, you know, everybody's fresh, you know, there aren't really any clicks as well. On top of that, you know, our principal, Dr. Tanner, she preaches consistently on like a, on a day to day basis to always be nice, always be kind to people. So, you know, I don't, I personally don't even see any bullying. So, I don't, you know, to me, Whitney Young is one of the best schools in the nation. Then playing Dolphin football is amazing. We have an amazing head coach. We have an amazing team. Everybody always tries their hardest as well to like be the best person they can be that day. So it's awesome to be able to be able to work with people who have the same goals and mindset that I do. And Richie? Ryan Davidson. It's a great academically challenging school. And then I love the, just the culture we have on the team. Everybody holding each other accountable and just still it's a culture built with sacrifice and love and I just love it and we're all trying to get better every day so I love that I love that now coach if for our listeners who might not know about the culture that you're building there at Whitney Young tell us how would you describe that culture we define our culture very clearly so speak about culture all you want if you aren't defining it if if the people you work with can't repeat it back to you, then um, what good is it doing? You know, so I'm really encouraged to hear our guys talk about our culture the way they just did. Um, but uh, we define culture. Our culture is a family culture. Uh, and family for us is an acronym that stands for forget about me. I love you. Um, we believe love is a, is a verb in our culture. So we need to demonstrate it every single day through action. Uh, the main two ways we're going to do it through action are uh, the first part is sacrifice. Um, and that's the forget about me part of our acronym. Uh, we need to sacrifice our personal desires for what's best for our Dolphin football family. And then the second part is going to be service. That's the I love you part of the, uh, our family culture. So service means uh, serving those around us, serving the young people in our program so that they can become the best versions of themselves. Um, so that I love you part of our family acronym is all about service. And then the way we're going to do it is, is a couple of ways. The, the first way, um, we theme every single one of our days. So every day of the week has a consistent theme that builds into our forget about me, I love you culture. Mentality Monday is going to start with a growth mindset. So um, 
if we want to successfully lift weights, we must first believe that we can get stronger. If we want to successfully read books, we need to first believe that we can get smarter. We need to establish that growth mindset that I am not the best I can be. I can grow. And once we have that, we can, we can build from there. So that's what our Mondays are all about. Um, Tuesdays, we do Toughness Tuesday. Uh, and we define toughness as what's going to break your effort, focus, and your positivity. So, um, you know, I've heard Coach Saban talk about um, getting new storm drains on his house in Florida because, or storm windows rather, because the, you know, a storm came in and blew out the windows. So he had to get stronger ones. He had to get tougher windows that had a higher threshold for breaking. So we're constantly working to evolve our, our threshold for breaking our focus, our effort, and our positivity. Um, you know, if uh, you got into an argument with your girlfriend before practice, um, are you going to let that break your focus, effort, and positivity during practice? If you fumbled the football, if you gave away the football on the field, when you get to the sideline, are you going to sulk? Are you going to let it break your focus, effort, and positivity? Or are you going to cheer on the defense to be a great teammate and not let it break your focus, effort, and positivity? So on Toughness Tuesdays, we focus on that. And the other component of it is we don't believe in mental toughness versus physical toughness. We believe they're mutually inclusive. You must have both for you to have one. Um, you know, you can't be mentally tough and say, I know my assignment on defense and then not be willing to step up and get trucked in your gap, but make a tackle, right? You can't be that mentally tough guy who um, can stay focused and know his assignments without being able to execute them physically. So we're going to define toughness as both mentally and physically tough. Um, and then Real Life Wednesday is just what it says. Um, we're going to put down all the football equipment and we're going to do something. We're going to build life skills, something completely unrelated to the, to the football field. Um, so last summer we um, did a, a whole dedicated an hour of practice to job resume stuff. Um, we talked about how to deal with criticism from your boss a separate day. Um, and then one day we, we taught our guys how to change a tire. So every kid in our program could change a tire. Uh, we made sure they did it right because it was my car and coach had to get home that day. So um, we, had, we had to take care of that. And then, uh, you know, this summer we had some, some big plans for, for that. We had um, – about 75 volunteers um, from different corporate areas, whether alums or, or connected to the coaching staff, um, who are going to come in and conduct mock interviews for our guys. Um, so just uh, a good way for them to network and connect um, with the corporate world here in Chicago and start practicing those life skills that they'll need later. We also had, um, you know, a, a business um, teacher was going to come in and do a financial literacy uh, day for us. Um, you know, obviously we had to postpone all that. Hopefully we be able to get it in um, this, this fall. Uh, then Thursday, we do Tell the Truth Thursday. Um, so we use a lot of data to track our guys' strength and health. You know, we weigh them twice a day. We're trying to feed them constantly, charting all their strength numbers. Um, so we're going to look at the data and figure out what physical development of our guys. And then uh, we're also going to do a lot of reflection on Tell the Truth Thursday. We're going to make ourselves vulnerable. We're going to share uh, on some of our shortcomings. Um, and we're going to, you know, I tell our guys, it's a lot easier to write a movie review than it is to make a movie, right? It's a lot easier to write a book report than to write a book. Um, criticism comes easy when we're directing it towards others. It's a lot more difficult when we're, when we're looking in the mirror. So uh, Tell the Truth Thursday, we're going to do a lot of personal reflection and growth in terms of, am I doing what I need to do to become the best version of myself? And am I helping others do the same? Then Friday is Find Away Friday. Um, it's about the process and it's about um, 
making sure that uh, we are doing everything we can to be solution oriented. So um, I deal with the most brilliant and talented group of kids on the planet. And these three are no exception to that. Um, which means that there are a million ways to find a, a reason not to do something. And these brilliant kids will find all 1 million of them, right? But we really focus on being the, finding that one reason to do it, being creative with our solutions and not with our excuses. And that's what Find Away Friday is all about. Um, Saturday is Set the Expectation Saturday. It's my favorite day of the week. Um, Set the Expectation is an organization founded by Brenda Tracy. Uh, who's a sexual assault survivor, and she um, has dedicated her life to preventing sexual assault. So she works with athletic teams, particularly you know um, collegiate and some high school athletic teams across the country, uh, and does a lot of education on preventing sexual assault um, and just helping survivors. So set the expectation. Saturday is all about um, you know our coaching staff included, our young men. Uh, and our young women in our program are going to learn uh, techniques and information on how to prevent sexual assault. Um, a lot of it comes from Brenda Tracy's organization, Set the, Set the Expectation, and I encourage anybody to visit their website or their social media to learn more about it. Um, but that's what Saturdays are for us. It's Set the Expectation Saturday. And then finally, Sunday is See It Sunday. Um, you know, I tell our guys all the time, you can't be both grateful and entitled at the same time. Uh, and I know a lot of people in my generation and, and older generations accuse these guys of being constantly entitled and, and all that. So what we do on Sundays is we physically write or type out three things from the past week for which we are grateful. Um, writing it down is a great psychological exercise to improve mental health. And it also um, is a time where we'll reflect on how we can pass those forward, pass on that gratitude in the coming weeks. How can I make somebody else thankful and grateful and, and do something for them? Uh, so that, that's what we'll do for our culture. That's how we build in reinforcement and reinforce it. And then uh, probably the only other part that, that I should mention is we have a program mantra. Um, so I'm going to repeat this constantly. Uh, our guys are going to repeat this constantly. I'll probably begin every meeting by saying it, end every meeting by saying it, begin every practice by saying it, end every meet, uh, practice by saying it. But it's we can, we must, we will. So uh, first, our people are really brilliant and talented, our young people. Um, they got to believe that we got to make sure they know that they can accomplish pretty much anything they set their mind to with the uh, talent that they have and the resources we have in this building at Whitney Young, uh, they can get it done. So that's the we can component of it. Um, and then the other part of it is they're not doing this alone, right? The, the we and the must, there have been their, their families, their friends, so many people have made sacrifices so that they could have the opportunities that they have to grow. They owe it to them to make those happen, right? They must take advantage of every opportunity they're given in this building. And they, and they owe it to society to use their tools um, and talents and brilliance to make the world a better place. So that's the, the must part of it. And then uh, we will. Um, once we can, we know we can, and we know we must, we will. That's enough said, right? And the reason we do we is because no matter what we're doing, especially in football, but in life, you're not doing it alone. Even if the only other people who were with you were the haters and the doubters motivating you, you didn't do it alone, right? They, even if you uh, only had negative influence around you that pushed you to succeed, you didn't do it alone. So we're gonna say we can, we must, and we will uh, every single day. And that's how we build our forget about me, I love you culture.
And coach, I got to tell you, man, that structure, that outline is something that, man, it's a great tool. And I hope that people who watch and listen to this really understands the groundwork that's being laid down by you, your coaching staff, and just building the culture. That is awesome, Coach. I, I applaud you, man. Thank you. Now, Coach, let's take a look back at last season, which I want to remind our listeners was affected by a teacher strike. The Dolphins had an overall record of 4-4, four and four, finishing fourth in the Chicago Public League Illini Great Lakes Conference with a record of 2-2. Two and two. Coach, how would you assess the overall season last year for the Whitney Young Dolphins? You know, last season was an unbelievable learning experience for me. Um, you know, I was not good enough in a lot of areas. Um, you know, my practice organization wasn't good enough. Um, I had significant struggles as a first-time offensive play caller. Um, but it was pretty amazing for me to see each of our young people grow the way they did, you know, um, as people first and foremost, and then as players, um, you know, watching our seniors go through the college admissions process and start to really consider and reflect on their place in the world um, was a, a joy to see and to be a part of, you know, it, it was really a humbling experience. Um, our juniors, uh, you know, I had gone from coaching these guys on the sophomore level to watching them, move up in varsity and accept leadership roles and um, play and, you know, feel that they were contributing significantly at the varsity level and, and watching them accept that, that increased responsibility and doing it so gracefully was really inspiring. Um, and, and then watching our sophomores uh, who I had coached on the sophomore level as freshmen grappling with this maturity that's sort of thrust on them, right? They're not, now some of them are contributing on the varsity level. Now they're the captains of the sophomore team. Um, and they sort of developed this chip on their shoulder, like they, they were going to be a part of varsity and they were going to make a difference. And that was really exciting to watch them develop that. Um, and then having the first year students come in, and this being my first time as head coach sort of dealing with the off the field stuff. You know, as an assistant, you're connecting with the guys you coach, but you're not necessarily – uh, in tune with how the first year students are acclimating to the change in school, to new social circles, to new social pressures. And, and all of that was, um, it was really, it, it made me grow. And I think they all grew as well. And, and that's what, you know, my, my primary purpose in being in these young people's lives is to do that. And it was fun to watch each of these groups sort of develop and take a, take a significant step, um, both as players, but, but definitely as people. Um, so last year was, you know, had its ups and downs, had its disappointments. You know, not being able to have a senior night or finish um, was heartbreaking for our guys. And um, not being able to get that fifth win to try and get in the state playoffs um, was really disappointing and sort of being in limbo. But um, – watching them grow was everything I could have asked for. Um, and, and I'm really thankful for that learning experience. Now, guys, I asked Coach about last season. I'm interested to, to hear from you guys as players about the team performance last year. Jahari, how do you feel about last season? I mean, I feel like it was all right, but as a whole, it was probably a little bit disappointing. 
because four and four, that's an average record. That's a mediocre record. We feel like we were a better team than that, and I think we have a lot more that we can achieve this year. Now, when we talk about it, David, what would be different about the Dolphins football team this upcoming 2020 season? Well, this upcoming season, you know, uh, we have people with experience. I feel that last, last year, uh, one of the biggest issues we were having with our whole roster was that there was a lot of new people getting, you know, time to play. So it, was, it took them a while, of course, throughout the season to accumulate that experience. But now, going into this next season, they had that experience. So that way they'll be less, you know, less likely to, to freeze up or forget forget what they're supposed to do, forget their assignments. So I'm excited to see how our young guys handle, handle, handle varsity. Now, Richie, what would you like to see the Whitney Young Dolphins accomplish this year after finishing 500 last season? Well, uh, first off, I would like to go plus 500. And then, you know, playoffs, conference, uh, state, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, I'd like to see us grow more. And I want to see some of our young guys, like, uh, get start taking leadership roles, like some of the juniors that were sophomores last year. Because we need some, we need some leadership when we're not. Who will be taking this next year? Now, Coach, I, I wanted to ask you, from what you learned about the team last year, what would you consider the strongest aspect coming into this new season about the teams with the players you have returning from last year? Well, I think um... – David actually touched on it. Experience is a big thing um, for us, you know, especially with this um, disrupted and shortened off season. Um, we haven't had a lot of time or really any time to um, work with our young people to, to keep developing our culture, uh, let alone our scheme and technique. Um, so having a ton of experienced guys coming back, you know, we returned 21 uh, last year. They were juniors this year. They'll be seniors. That's a really big um, thing to be able to fall back on, to, to be able to trust that they run their position groups well, um, to trust that they know their assignments and technique, and we can get into a little more complex stuff on both sides of the ball is without having to spend a whole lot of time on in meetings on it is um, something that, that we're really excited about as a coaching staff. Now, Coach Finger, take us through your roster this year with some of the returning players and some of the new players moving up to varsity, what would the Dolphins roster look like in 2020? Well, we lose, um, we lose some really significant members of the Dolphin football family. You know, it starts with, um, we lose three senior managers, Autumn Caldwell, Sarah Chavez, and Natalia Gillian, um, who sort of embodied our, our sacrifice and service um, every single day at practice. And uh, they were really, great leaders and motivators, even as managers. Um, and then in terms of our graduating student athletes, um, we only lose six seniors um, this upcoming year, but every single one of them was an impact guy. Um, Lucas Hecht is off to uh, Purdue um, this, this fall, hopefully. Um, he came out for football the first day of school as a senior, had never played before, a lacrosse guy, 
who became an invaluable member of our special teams. Um, Casey Coates uh, was a, a game changer on both sides of the ball as a DB and a running back. Um, he's headed off to Morehouse to play baseball. Um, we're going to miss him a lot. Daniel Belk um, was one of the best defensive linemen in the city last year for sure and actually had a breakout year as a tight end last year. Um, and, and we're going to miss him on both sides of the ball. Um, Will Stockard is headed to uh, University of uh, Wisconsin. Um, he was a jack of all trades for us. Uh, caught touchdowns, ran for touchdowns, um, started at linebacker, was a tackle for loss machine. Um, we're going we're gonna to miss him. Pat Herbig um, is headed off to UCLA. He graduated a year early. He's actually uh, was originally part of these guys' class. Um, he started at quarterback. We're going to miss his leadership, his composure. Um, you know, he was a really bright – he is a really bright young man uh, that we're going to miss offensively. And then um, Amir Abdullah uh, is one of the best football players I've ever been around. Um, you know, first-team All-State, 7A linebacker last season. Um, also a huge um, game-breaker as a receiver and tight end and, and in the return game. Um, we cannot replace those guys, period. Um, what we can do is evolve. And having the 21 returning, uh, you know, rising seniors, um, we're really comfortable adapting our scheme to their strengths. We're really comfortable um, thrusting guys in new leadership roles or new positions um, to help fill that void um, that those six seniors uh, are leaving. So, um, you know, when we look at the roster, uh, every single uh, starting offensive lineman for our program comes back and in fact um, every single player who took a single snap at the varsity level at offensive line is returning so um, these guys know it I think the offensive line is the best uh, position in sports those guys sign up literally to never touch the ball um, they sign up to never have any stats their whole purpose is to lay their body on the line in service to their teammates so I, I don't think there's a better group than that and to have everybody literally returning um, in our program at that position, uh, that means our spine, our backbone is going to be really, really strong this year. So um, when looking at our roster, that's probably what I'm most excited about. And you know what, Coach? I see David was laughing. He was smiling from ear to ear that you said <laughs> that line. I, I like that, David. I like that. That line is, is something, man. Now, I want to ask the players, you guys as athletes seem to play both sides of the ball. Now, I know coaches on this interview, but just tell me, which side do you like the best from each of you, offense or defense? Let's start with you, David, since you were smiling when he said offensive line. Which side do you like best, offense or defense? Honestly, uh, I, like, I like defense more just because uh, I have a lot of freedom on defense because, you know, as a DN, my main goal is to you know, it's to get to the quarterback, make plays, and make tackles for losses, you know, or make the running back's job that much harder. So, uh, I like stopping people, and I also, I also love being said. I like that. I like that, David. What about you, Richie? Offense or defense? Which side do you enjoy? Coach, I got to go with David on this one. I'm, I'm going with defense. I mean, it's, it's – if they can't get points, you know, how are they going to win the game? I mean, and 
we're we're getting a lot of goose, we're going to be giving out a lot of goose eggs this season. That's for sure. All right, I like that. I like that, Richie. Goose eggs for everybody. Pass them out by the dozens. Why not? Hey, Jari. It's on yeah, you, guys. Okay, guys here. I like defense more too. It's just the satisfaction of stopping somebody. I think they're going to score. They're trying to drive down the field and just shutting all that down. It's a lot of fun. I like that. I like that. And defense wins championships. So they say in football. They say defense wins championships. Now, Richie, what type of student athlete does it take to make this Whitney Young football team? Well, you gotta be you gotta be committed. I mean, Whitney Young is very academically challenged, as these guys and Coach Finger can study. I mean, we have to balance all this work along with a, such a time commitment with football. I mean, you got to be really dedicated and committed and love football to, to play football in the young. I like that. I like that. So listen up, eighth graders. You got to be committed, dedicated to be a student athlete on this Dolphins team because I, I have a feeling that a lot of eighth graders are going to gravitate to Whitney Young after seeing this. Now, Jahari, help me out with this, man. You know, also, you guys are student athletes. You've had to deal with a lot from the, from the strike disrupting last season to now. How have you guys helped lead your teammates uh, through all of this? And what encouragement have you given each other? We've just been trying to keep all our guys focused, make sure that we're still working, even though we can't get together and use our equipment and push each other in person. Like during this time, Coach Finger, he's put us in these pods and all three of us were uh, one of the 11 leaders of the pods. And we have our own group of about five guys that we're texting and calling every day, making sure that we're doing our assigned workouts and sending videos and our other assistant coaches. We have a system of accountability that goes up and down the line from the players, the leaders of the players to the assistant coaches to our head coach. I like that, man. Accountability. That, I'm telling you, Coach, you got a great group of guys in here, man. Yeah, great group of guys. Now I want to learn some fun facts about the Dolphin football squad from these shining stars. Now, either of you can answer this, but tell me who has the best nickname on the squad? And, Coach, if we have a tiebreaker, Coach is our tiebreaker, all right? Now, who has the best nickname of anybody on the squad? We have this kid who goes by Dex. And then my sophomore year, two years ago, our defensive coordinator would call him famous because of the rapper Famous Dex. It took me about a month to figure out who Famous was. <laughs> David, would you go with that? That's the best nickname on the squad? Um, I think uh, I, I think Richie. No, I think Jahari probably has the best nickname on the team because uh, also uh, last year, my sophomore year, uh, Jahari one game was literally locking down any receiver that was lined up over him. So our defensive coordinator gave him the nickname Jahari Island because as a corner, you know, you're on an island. That's your thing. And he, he owned that space the entire game. So, Jahari Island to me. Hey, Jahari, that's a pretty good one, man. I I'm like that, 
You, you, you like that? All right, Richie. But you got you got one to throw in there. Uh, well, there's this there's this kid who played for us last year, or two years ago. He was Polish, and coach gave him this one. He was kind of a big gang coach called him Polish Hammer. I, I I really like that one. I thought it was fun. I like that. I like that. The Polish Hammer. I like that. I like that, Coach. You got a lot of you got a lot of great nicknames out there. We're gonna let you break all this down. You choose the the the, the best one of them all. I like uh, I like the ones I give. You know, I didn't give any of those. I like uh, Sam Wyatt. We call him Brink after the the Disney Channel movie because um, he looks like the rollerblader. So I like Brink. I know none of them even know what I'm talking about because they're not they're too young to know, but. Uh, but among the ones they chose, I, I like Jahari Island for sure the best, I think. Jahari, you with it, man. Hands down. Jahari Island. <laughs> How you feel about that, man? I love that. What's it like playing for a man like Coach Finger? Oh, he lost Richie. <laughs> wow. Wow, what an indictment on me. Harry, what's it like playing for a man like Coach Finger? All right, well, as being in the class of 2021, all three of us, we've had three head coaches. It's changed each year except for this year. So I'll say out of all the coaches that we've had, Coach Finger, he's been the most dedicated guy easily. He texts us often, making sure that we're okay mentally. And he asks us if we ever need help with anything. He's making sure that we're doing everything that's in our best interest to perform better on the field and in the classroom. So I love playing for him. I know he cares about each and every one of us. And I know he wants us to be the best in everything. What about you, David? Well, uh, similar to what Jahari said, Coach Finger always makes sure that his players are good first before we do anything. He always messages us if we haven't, you know, contacted anyone in a while. He makes us call our parents if we haven't contacted anyone in a while. So he's always on the lookout for, you know, players that might either be pulling away from the team or have just been disconnected uh, if he feels that they are. So uh, that's what I love about Coach Finger. He is a very dedicated coach. He always makes sure that everyone is good before moving on. Even, when, even in practice, if we're all if a few of us are stuck on one play, we're gonna keep running that play until everybody has that play down. So, now guys, what words of encouragement do you have for your teammates and Dolphin fans during this time? Keep your head up, always push through, because that's what the football culture is all about, especially on the coach finger. He preaches that to us each and every day. Always keep your head up, no matter what happens. Go 100%. Just keep the hope, and that's what Coach says. Stay ready you don't, so you don't have to get ready. We always like to acknowledge the coaches that assist you in preparing your team. Tell us about your coaching staff, the people who help you get the Dolphins ready for football. Well, we're – I mean, I'm really blessed because uh, at Winnie Young, it starts up top, Dr. Kenner. Um, is the best principal in the world. And uh, I said what I said, she is the best principal in the world. Um, she is constantly, I, I, I saw it as a academic center student, 
high school student, assistant coach, and now head coach. Um, she is constantly looking to push her staff to be better and to find new ways to serve her students. Um, and our football program is no exception. Um, and that goes right to our athletic director, Coach Chris Cassidy. Um, he's been a really uh, huge source for me um, since I got the job and uh, has been a mentor as well. And um, Coach Ty Slaughter, the basketball program, I was blessed to be able to play for, uh, play in his program when I was a student here. Um, and, and now I get to work alongside him. And, you know, he, he's the best high school basketball coach in the country. And, and um, he runs the program better than anybody. Um, you know, even a bunch of collegiate coaches couldn't run a coach, uh, a, a program the way Coach Slaughter does. And so to have him as a mentor and a resource has been huge. Um, we also have a great alumni network uh, here that have been huge for me, um, whether it's, you know, Jim Daniels, Alex Olivo, Bruce Wilson, Barrett Morissette, Davion Bell, Barry Brookins, um, Brian Jackson, Julian Lopez, Jonathan Webb. Um, there's a whole list of guys who I played with or I coached or um, anybody who are constantly checking in. What do we need? They're constantly supporting us however they can, and we're so grateful for that. Um, in terms of my staff, man, we are the most uh, focused, um, high-intensity, energetic staff in the city. I, I really believe that. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Adam Durdewan, um, Chris Everett, Javar Murphy, uh, Zach Everett, Zaquan Hood, um, Justion Kimmins, Miles Baggett, uh, Kobe Jones, um, Andrew Austin, uh, Terry Baggett, um, they've all been a huge administrative help. And then um, in terms of the position, you know, our, our, our true head assistant guys, um, Mike Letizia called an awesome defense last year. There's a reason all three of these guys prefer playing defense because um, Mike did a great job uh, calling the defense, um, putting in the scheme, uh, coaching up all the techniques and, and making it fun. Um, so Mike did a great job. Uh, and then um, Eddie Boche um, did a tremendous job with our line. He was our offensive and defensive line coach and our head, excuse me, head sophomore coach. And uh, I played with Eddie when we were in high school and, and now seeing him coach, man, uh, he's, he's had such a tremendously positive impact on our guys. Um, Trevor Bain, uh, was spent his first year on our staff last year, um, working with the DBs and the receivers. Um, and he's just another guy who's constantly on, I know he's constantly on Jahari to get better. And he's pushing Jahari to be the best he can be. Um, he's pushing everybody to be the best he can be. And I, I'm, I'm lucky to have him as well. Um, and then Vlad Stankoff uh, is another guy I played with in high school, um, who's now coaching grade school soccer in track. But uh, he's been a great resource for our specialists. Um, you know, he'll come in and work with our kickers and runners a couple times a week, and that was a huge help for a guy like me who doesn't know much about that stuff. Um, and then this year, we're really excited to add uh, Malik Leonard and uh, Joey Rallo to our staff. Um, you know, they're, they're both uh, have great experience with football, um, and they're excited to really begin a new coaching career here at Whitney Young. And we're, we're excited to have them. I, I'm Really lucky to have them. And then we're getting Tony Coates, um, who's been floating around the program. He's had two kids come through the programs. He played at Northwestern. Um, he was in and out a little bit last year, but he, we're ready to get him back in the mix too. Um, so I'm really lucky to have the staff that I have. And uh, they push me to be better. They push these guys to be better. And uh, we couldn't do it without them. That's great. And we always 
want to acknowledge all the coaches on the staff. And coach, we got Richie back. He's back on he's back on the scene. So I want to give Richie an opportunity as we gave Jahari and David. Richie, tell us what to like uh plan for a man like Coach Finger, man. Uh, and and we didn't uh we lost your signal, but now you're back. Tell us what's it like. Well, I mean, when I first met Coach Finger, he was, he was just the, like, he was my wide receiver coach. You know, he would make us do, what was it, five push-ups for every drop ball in practice. I mean, you know, I already knew he, you know, he's he's tough, you know. But he, he likes to have fun, too. He's a fun and mad. Some of the stuff, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's it's too good. It's too, and he's, I love what he's doing. I think he's doing – I think he did a great job last year considering it was his first year and we only had like 16 years in a brilliant team. But I think he's doing a great job. I can't wait to see what he does with us next year and the program in the years after that. Oh, man. Coach, when you hear words like that from, from three of your players, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me lucky, grateful. I'm really lucky to be able to coach these guys, man. I've coached at a couple different um, places, and, I, and I've coached different groups. Um, and this group, their class here, and these three especially, are um, unique. They are really brilliant and talented and thoughtful. And um, we talk about it all the time, but, um, you know, th these three are great football players, and there's a bunch of their teammates that are great football players. But, the things these guys are going to do off the field, man, they gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I, I just get really excited to be a part of their lives and to be able to build a relationship with them. And, and, I, and I'm grateful and I, I feel blessed for that. Awesome, man. Coach, with the things that are reopening in the phases across the state, including high school sports, how difficult will this season be for you and your coaching staff to evaluate players and game plan? during the off season under these return to play guidelines? I mean, this year for high school football, just like for every other part of life has brought unique challenges, right? Nobody has faced any of this stuff. Um, it's going to be difficult to um, scheme, right? We're going to have to shorten uh, our playbook based on what it would have been had we not uh, had a pandemic, had we not, you know, um, had to quarantine and, and all that. Um, we're going to have to simplify things for new, you know, incoming freshmen or, or upperclassmen who are, it's their first time coming out for football. Um, all of that is, is a challenge. But um, what I keep telling these guys is that uh, we're going to grow from this. Like we're developing skills and tools that and adaptations we would have never had to otherwise. We're becoming better coaches and becoming better men uh, and players because we had to figure out how to work out at home, because we had to figure out how to meet with our computers, because um, we had to, you know, do a whole bunch of stuff that nobody had ever had to do before. And it's not just going to be useful during 2020 and the quarantine. These are tools and uh, skills that we're developing that are going to help us win victories down the road as professionals, as husbands, as, as fathers, um, as people. So um, while these challenges are tough, we, we're trying to focus on the growth and how they're developing us and how we're going to be better because of them. Now, Coach, what will 
be some of the goals that you have planned for the Dolphin football this upcoming 2020 season? Well, <clears throat> this season, uh, no different from any other season, our number one priority is always going to be safety. Um, my job is to provide our young people with an experience in high school athletics um, that is first and foremost safe. Um, whether that's 2019, 2020, whatever year it is, our young people need to be safe. Obviously, a pandemic complicates that. It's going to present new challenges that we have to worry about with safety. So our number one goal is to make sure everybody is safe um, and, it, and to make sure uh, that they go on to accomplish everything that they're destined to accomplish with their brilliance and their talents. Um, goal number two for us um, is that each of our young people uh, take steps towards being the best version of themselves. Um, if at the end of a football season, our kids start spending more time with their parents and their parents think they're exactly the same as they were before the season, then we have failed. They need to be better versions of themselves. They need to grow and develop and mature. And that's our number two goal after safety. Um, number three, uh, we want to build these relationships, man. I'm still in group chats with guys I played with in high school. And we talk every single day. And I love those guys more, more than I can describe. And those relationships are what we want these guys to have. I want these guys to make lifelong friends um, and brothers. And so every kid who graduates from our program uh, should have those kinds of relationships with their brothers on the team. Um, that's a, a priority number three. Um, and then as far as on the field goal goes, um, this is Whitney Young, man. Uh, in our gym, we hang state championship banners. Um, the big ones are for state and the little ones are for city. And so we would love to win a city championship, but our priority is, priority is to make the state playoffs and to make a run from there. Um, once we get in there, then, you know, we're ready to go. But um, priority for our team during the season is to make the state playoffs um, because that's the standard, um, whether it's uh, baseball, volleyball, softball, basketball, what, you know, swimming, water polo, whatever it is, um, here at Winnie Young, we deal in regional, sectional, and state titles. And so that's what we're working towards. And if you have never been to Whitney Young, there's a lot of banners around that school. <laughs> and I'm sure this group of young men are going to put some more up there. So, Coach, we've asked various CPS head football coaches from past football previews that we've done about their thoughts regarding the Chicago Prep Bowl Classic. What's your feelings about the Chicago Prep Bowl and what would you like to see done with this annual football game between the Chicago Public League and Catholic League? I mean, I love it. Um, you know, when I was a player, I, that's what we were striving for. Um, but I love it because, I, I, man, anything that gets me to spend one more week with these guys is something I love. So having, um, you know, a secondary playoff bracket you know, whether it's a consul CPS consolation bracket, whatever it is, the more time we get to spend with these guys, um, the better. So I I'm all for it, um, just as long as it means, um, you know, that everybody's getting, you know, more practice. It's kind of like, a, you know, collegiate bowl game. It's so big for a program to be able to get that extra month of practice. It's so huge for, you know, our guys to get two, three more weeks um, to be with each other and to build those relationships and to, get better and, and grow as people. Um, so if the prep bowl is still a mechanism for us to do that, I love it. Um, if the prep bowl becomes a one-off, you know, 
uh, it's just one game between two teams and they eliminate the brackets or anything like that, then I, I'm not a fan of that because, um, you know, I'm not just thinking about our program here. I think we should get as much football as possible for every program in the city. Every program in the public league should get these consolation brackets, should get whatever we can with our infrastructure um, to get them more football and more time together. I like it. And what I would like to see happen, Coach, from our end, that it goes back to Soldier Field. I, yes. I, I love yeah. back in the day of Soldier Field. Yes, that's what, that's all. You know, we opened my senior year at Soldier Field in the uh, Chicago Catholic League. We played Ignatius when I was a senior. Um, and our goal was to get back. We started there. We wanted to finish. There. I mean, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. And to get that to both Catholic League and Public League kids would be awesome. Yeah, I think it should go back. Coach, we gave the players a chance to share a word of encouragement with the team and, and the Dolphin fans. What words of encouragement would you like to share? Well, I've been trying to contact, you know, um, different families and stuff, and it can be hard without, you know, Wi-Fi in certain places, no cell phones for certain families and stuff like that. But um, I guess first and foremost is just, you know, I love you and I miss you. Um, I know it can be tough for a lot of our Dolphin football parents to believe, but uh, especially having been quarantined with these guys for so long, but spending time with our young people is a blessing, man. Um, I know mom and dad are probably frustrated with you guys right now, but um, you, it, we really miss you. Um, our whole coaching staff is just, you know, our little text thread with the, with the coaching staff is kind of like, man, I, you know, what, what day of practice would this have been? if we had the regular schedule and stuff like that. And it's just, um, we really miss you. Um, and I guess the, the words of encouragement are, um, you know, what, what we've been talking about all along. This is a, um, an opportunity for growth just like anything else is. Uh, but it's going to prevent challenges that we weren't prepared for or we weren't, um, you know, we couldn't have anticipated. Um, so, the growth that this is spurring, the adaptations that we're all developing right now to become better um, are going to be really useful at a, maybe not uh, next year or the year after, but at a pivotal moment, some point in our lives, we're going to look back on this and say, wow, I would have never um, been prepared to change jobs this quickly or to have to deal with um, a serious family emergency or something like that. If it weren't for that quarantine in 2020, I would have been I would have been worse off without that. And so, understand that giving our best effort and energy and positivity to this is going to help us down the road. And and trust in that, um, and, and hold on to that hope that we are going to get to be together soon. And we will get to play this fall, um, and our young people are going to be uh, developing um, just as we had hoped they would. Now, guys. I know that, you know, during these tough times, we haven't had an opportunity as you have to connect with as many of your family, friends, coaches, and team. So I want to give you guys an opportunity to, as we say on the show, give a big holler out to those people who are going to be supporting you guys, who's going to be watching this and listening to this, who, starting with Coach Dan, would you like to give a big holler out to coach. I got a I got a holler out to uh, my grandfather, uh, Carrie Finger, Coach Carrie Finger. Um, he was a high school football coach his whole life and high school teacher, um, and 
you know, I, I rely on him a lot and I haven't been able to see him. I know he turned 80 a couple of weeks ago and uh, we met, you know, Father's Day was during quarantine and I couldn't see him then and connect with him. But um, uh, I miss him. Definitely want to give a shout out to him. Jari, who you want to give big hollers out to, man? I give a big holler out to my grandmother, Ann Walker, and my mother, Stacy Utley, and my father, Clinton Walker. They've been helping me through this time, even though it hasn't been much to do. David, you got big hollers? Who you want to give them out to? Uh, I want to give a shout out to my parents, my mother, uh, Kim Brindham, and my father, David Wortham, who I'm named after. Uh, just because this during this whole time, they've always made sure to check off me, like check up on me and make sure I'm good. My mother takes me uh, every few weeks to the grocery store to stock up on food. Although I tell her, you know, I'm, I'm good. She still wants to make sure that I have enough food, you know, during all this time. And my father is always pushing me to, you know, do what Coach Finger assigns me and also more always to, you know, keep pushing my limits and being the best person I can be that day. Richie, who you want to give a big holla out to, man? Uh, first and foremost, my family, uh, my mom, brother, dad, sister. Uh, our uh, seniors going to college next year, our adult football seniors. And um, my dog and that Well, Coach Dan Finger, we want to wish you and the Whitney Young Dolphins football team the best of success this upcoming 2020 high school football season. We look forward to catching you guys on the field. We pray that we get a chance to cover you guys because we're looking forward to some great things ahead. Thank you for joining us for our H2S2 High School Football Preview Series on the High School Hall of Sports Show. Thank you so much for having us and for all you guys do at Urban Fieldhouse Media for uh, Chicago Public School student athletes. Um, you're a blessing and we really appreciate it. High School Holla.